Welcome to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners to what's happening in Israel and give you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here today with producer Matt Lippman. How are you, Matt? I'm very well, thank you, Michael. Nice to be here with you. All right. Well, uh, we have a popular topic today. It seems all our students are, not all, but most of our students are abuzz with the strange incident of the Michael Che joke on Saturday Night Live. What does it mean? What does it say about the state of anti-Semitism in America, in the world, in popular entertainment? And now, just I guess as of late yesterday or early today, we have another uh, entertainment story to add, the story of the Hasidic Jews who don't want a graft of a leg. I don't even understand it, really. (laughs) So let's... I, I do think I, I think these are ridiculous stories, but I do think the it, it, any any it is it is a moment as these often are to consider what does it say about the Jews' place in the world and our relationship to our co-humans. So uh, let's start with the Michael Che joke on Saturday Night okay. Live. Did you did you think? Uh, you want to tell the joke? I'll tell the joke. I mean, I'm not sure I can. I, I, I mean, I remember the wording of it. He basically said that Israel has been talking about their um, their vaccination program, and they're so proud of the fact that half of the country have been vaccinated. And of course, it's just the Jewish half of the country. Well, uh, I think yeah, that's not, that pretty we, much it. Uh, I killed the uh, joke. Israel, uh, yeah. I'm not saying it was a good joke, but Israel Israel has now vaccinated more than 50% of their population. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's the Jewish half. That's the okay. wording of the joke. I, I don't know that that really matters. Uh, I think either way you, you express it. Uh, it's obviously uh, monumentally stupid and ignorant and is based on a simplistic, stereotypical attitude certainly towards Israelis and Jews. So, uh, much much, uh, freak out and brouhaha around the Jewish world about the anti-Semitism. Some of it focused on, why are you conflating Israelis with Jews? Yep. Which is a little strange, because certainly... Israel has a lot of Jews. It's a Jewish state. Like I don't, I don't know that it's not relevant to talk about Jews when it comes to Israel. I found that reaction a little bit strange. It, it's the reaction of American Jews saying, "Well, why are you automatically attaching us to Israel?" Well, it didn't. Right. I don't know that it, that's. I don't know that that's the problematic element of the joke. Seventy-five uh, percent of Israeli citizens are Jewish, so that's more what he was going for, I think. Right, and I think he was also like playing into the the conversation that you guys had a few weeks ago about um, about who was being vaccinated in Israel, who wasn't being vaccinated in right. Israel, and who was being vaccinated beyond Israel's borders, and not being vaccinated beyond Israel's borders, including the Palestinians. Right, and you know he's a he's a comedian. I don't I don't I've never found him a particularly funny one. Who who's clearly not you know uh, an expert at geopolitical. Uh, facts or history who's making a dumb joke about he has this vague awareness that you know something about arabs not getting vaccines as we discussed as you say a few weeks ago the palestinian authority in the west bank has asked israel not to 
assist with the vaccines, but now they're sort of they backtracked on it a little bit. Somewhat, yeah, and and you know, and Israel doesn't want two million unvaccinated Palestinians sharing space. That's that's bad for everyone. So it is a very complicated issue. But of course, Israel was talking about the, the, the half the population of the state of Israel means its citizens. One would suppose. So that since 75% are Jewish, 25% aren't Jewish, and the vaccine's been distributed equally among them. Right, which is where uh, I think the ignorance sort of comes into play there. Yeah, it's just stupid. Kind of, it's stupid, yeah. but it's casually stupid in a self-righteous, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm calling out racism because everyone knows that Israel is racist, even though I don't really know what I'm talking about way. That's just offensively stupid. And, yeah, and, it's, that, it's that laziness. It's that kind of, I'm not really going to find out too much about it. I'm just going to make capital jokes. I'm going to make jokes off of it and and deal with it that way. Yeah, and, you know, if if you were making a joke like that about, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, let's say, I, I can't think of exactly what the joke would be. I, I'm not a joke writer for Saturday Night Live. But, but let's say you were joking like, you know, oh, I guess... Uh, uh, I, I don't know about the 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 Jim Crow South, you know. Right. And I, it would be creepy and weird if if you were making fun of white people in the South segregating black people. I get you know I guess there was a place for that in comedy. I, I guess mocking racism has its place as social satire or social commentary. But if you don't know what you're talking about, that's what I always try to do when these incidents happen. What would happen if somebody made a joke like that about another minority? Jews are a minority. If somebody made a joke like that about black people and totally misunderstood black culture and misrepresented it, you know, made some joke about, uh, you know, oh, half the black population, well, they're probably in jail. You know, I don't know what the joke would be or why a stupid person would say something like that. But there would be outrage. But I don't. I don't think anybody would have a second thought that you would. But somehow the fact that it's Israel means that it's not. You have this weird feeling that you're not saying it about Jews. In other words, everyone's saying, right. "Why are you conflating Israel with Jews?" That's kind of what makes the joke safe. I'm not talking about Jews. I'm talking about Israel. Yeah, but Israel's Jews. It's a Jewish state. So aren't you talking about Jews? Well, well, that's that's our whole anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism, all the, all those different antis coming together right that's sort of that that question that, and i don't know about you but i deal with that question five six times a week in class students are always asking about the lines yeah. between them what the difference what the similarities that like what the overlaps are um but for well, some it, people as you said it's a yeah, safe no. way to avoid an accusation of being a racist because you could say i'm not a racist i'm just this whether this joke fell into the category of intentional sort of dangerous racism uh I mean, as you characterize it, was it was ignorant, it was silly, it wasn't informed. I don't know if it was maliciously intended in 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 such a uh, no. I just think way. stupid, self righteous. I don't I, I I don't know the guy, so I never assume maliciousness. I know I know. Look, I I, I think over outrage is unhealthy. I, I also I also think fearing consequences. Of something like this. Oh, this will lead to X, Y, or Z. You know, how many times have, have I 
heard the, uh-oh, what is this going to do to the Jews now? You know, whether it's Mel Gibson's movie or this or that statement by a celebrity or, you know, one of my students said, well, you know, Americans really do get their news from comedy shows because they don't follow the news. All Which right. is a completely different problem that we should have I mean, that's a huge address. problem. That's a huge <laughs> problem for citizenry. Yes. And in a democracy, if they're, if they're informed of the news by dumb comedy by shows. By Live, or even smart comedy shows. Yeah, <laughs> even, if, even if it's a good comedy show. That's not how you should be as a citizen weighing your, you know. You don't express your civic responsibility by saying, oh, I, I watched uh, uh, Stephen Colbert tell jokes, so now I get it. <laughs> Uh, but that's, but that's, but if that, that kind of person, like I, I, I'm not, it doesn't scare me that that stupid person now is stupid because they were probably stupid before and they're going to be stupid after. And they don't, I, I, to me, it's not that this will lead to something to me. It's that it's a, a symptom of something. Right. It's and that's part of it. It's a symptom of ignorance. It's a symptom of not knowing enough. It's a symptom of not finding out enough about things before wading yeah, into it, a conversation. In particular about Jews. Look, President Trump famously referred to, you know, he wanted, why don't we get more immigrants from Norway and Sweden? Why do we get these immigrants from, and he named a few African countries, I don't remember which ones, you know, Chad and Tanzania, I don't know. And he said, why do we keep getting them from those asshole countries? And everyone was furious. And rightly so. Because he picked two white countries and said, why don't we get immigrants from there? And then he said, why don't we get, why do we get immigrants from countries with dark skin, you know, brown skin people? And those are expletive deleted countries. Okay. Right. Well, nobody said, what do you mean? Those are, those are states. He wasn't talking about race. He wasn't talking about ethnicity. Right. He was talking about nationalities. He doesn't like their... This, it just doesn't pass the smell test that he didn't mean race and ethnicity. Right. But Michael Che's joke, well, he's talking about the state of Israel. He's not talking about Jews. He's not? So I don't know. I, I think, I think right, he is. So I, like, I think, I think, I think you, you, can't, you can't be sensitive to... Either you don't care and you say humor is fine and whatever jokes you make are totally, you know, it's the job of comedians to shock us and do whatever they do and all of that is fine. Or you think there should be some moderation of racist, you know, insensitive humor. And then uh, why is that, you know, if that's true, then that joke should be off limits, I think. No? Right. I mean, I, I think that's it. Right. I, I agree with you that that sort of idea of trying to, I don't know if disguise is the right word, but you're, if you really genuinely think you're talking about one group and not another, if you really think you're talking about Israel and not about Jews, then as you pointed out before, that then you don't really understand what you're talking about. And if you right. don't understand what the joke is that you're making, then it's better to stay on the safe side and not make the joke. And um, are you really sure culturally that people who are hearing the joke are separating Israel from Jews when you mention the Jews in the like? Like it's yeah, no, just not no no oh I didn't mean to insult black people in general I just meant to insult Nigerians I mean come on right uh, does it trouble you and fill you with outrage Matt does what trouble me and fill me with outrage the fact that does that joke got past the censors on um, 
I don't know if this is a controversial comment, but no, not really. Um, for all the reasons that we've said, it, it was uninformed, it was silly, it was unhelpful. It wasn't even particularly funny, but um, no, it doesn't fill me with outrage. I, I think some of the organizations that we've seen rallying in America over the last week, the, the alphabet soup of Jewish organizations that have been trying to basically get their pound of flesh out of the story, doesn't I, don't, I think that in some ways that's even a little more unhelpful because uh, to make a brouhaha out of something is also, you're giving more attention to something maybe than mm -hmm. it deserves in the first place. Um, and by doing that, you're increasing exposure and encouraging people to make jokes because they think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get on the news now as well or, or something like that. Um, yeah. And lots of people, I think, who had would not even have been aware of this are now aware of it because of the coverage it's received. So I, I don't find the brouhaha helpful. Um, yeah, and I, I don't mean, think it's necessary. to a certain extent, that's their job. To another extent, if they overdo their job, then, you know, they become cry-wolfers. And I think it's okay for organizations right. to like to just say, this was clearly an uninformed and inappropriate joke that, you know, you wouldn't make about other ethnicities or things like that and shouldn't be part of the public discourse and just leave it as like a, here's what, you know, if a, if if... Somebody calls, this is our answer, but we're not going to jump up and down about it. Look, our problem, Matt, and you're saying it's controversial, our problem is we're Zionists. We expect this. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Really? We don't. But what believe, I did we, think. Yeah, we think right, what, that the Jews are seen as weird around the world and will be treated weird around the world mm -hmm. and will only become normalized when we live like every other nation in our homeland. So, so what I didn't this, expect. This for us that. is just par for the course. Absolutely. But what I, and I agree with you with what you're saying. That what I didn't expect, though, um, was that sort of on a diplomatic level, Israel, Israel started getting involved. So uh, Gilad Erdan, who is the uh, ambassador um, to, to the United Nations and ambassador to the United States, apparently he started getting involved and demanding mm -hmm. apologies and demanding corrections. Yeah. And da, da, da. again, I think it just draws more attention to these things than is necessary well, or even desirable. Like, we, we have an unhealthy element in our society that entertainment and politics and governance have all become mushed up so that, you know, discussions on social media are all rel equally relevant. No, they're not. Like, this is right. a dumb side conversation that you just go, wow, wasn't that jerky? Yep. The end. And that's, you know, if I was an Israeli diplomat in the States, I would say, yeah, that was offensive. It was ignorant and stupid. Here's the reasons. You know, it, so, it, if if reached for comment, the ambassador, or here's the official statement of the ambassador regarding that comment. Because if you're an ambassador in a country, then you do have to respond to cultural things in that country if they're about your country. So you put out a statement that was so ignorant and stupid. Of course, Israeli Arab citizens have been offered and given vaccines at the same rate. Israel is still working on its complicated relationship with you know, the West Bank. So have an official statement, but that's all. I understand that it's his job to have to say something, but that's enough. And you know, right. you start demanding apologies from TV networks and this and that. Hold, it seems overkill to me. Yeah. Sorry. I'm doing a podcast there. You are now, you are now in a podcast episode. That was my wife. Uh, uh, the 
the demanding the, from TV networks of apologies and, and things you, like you're that. Elevating, you're elevating them to people who matter by engaging with them as peers. Mm-hmm. And Michael Che is not the peer of the Israeli ambassador <laughs> to right. the United States. So don't treat him as such. Right. And the spheres in which they're operating are, are supposed to be different. There is meant to be a difference between international diplomacy and humor in a TV show and all these different things. And um, I think what you mentioned before about those social media conversations is the sort of so, like the, the big platforms are right? like Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook. But they don't have at least in the way I use it, they don't have like separate channels, right? Yes. Each like TV show or politician has their own page. Right. But mm-hmm. I could have come up in my feed, senior politicians and comedians and soccer players all come up at the same time. So the, the platforms don't make that distinction. So Correct. something, so something that um, a famous actor says five minutes after the King of wherever, or the queen of England says, or five minutes after the ambassador says it, they're all in the same place. Oh, so they must have the same credibility. And it's hard to make that sort of differentiation yeah, between man. them. I, I really do think I'm remembering correctly, and maybe I'm not, that it really used to be a much bigger wall of separation between entertainment and and what we called news, you know, journalism. Right. You know, I feel very bad for Tiger Woods and his family, but that's the top of the news. That's weird. Like, like Walter Cronkite would not have led the evening newscast with Tiger Woods breaking his leg in a car. Like, I don't know. Whatever. So it, it, it's, it's a sign of many unhealthy things in society, but, and many of them are universal. But in terms of, for Jews, it's this insensitivity to Jews being casually okay, which is, which is how I think it is connected to the... I didn't know NBC even had a Canadian NBC did you know that? <laughs> no. There's a Canadian a new- NBC show called Nurses about a hospital in Toronto. I'm sorry. That was Toronto. a new discovery for me. It was. That was a new discovery. In the, in the episode, a Hasidic, apparently from the clip I watched, a basketball player uh, breaks his leg and they have to do a bone graft and his father uh, to, to help his leg heal. And his father is very upset. The son asks, where are they getting the donor bone, leg bone from? Right. And the doctor says, uh, from a donor, which I guess is the answer. And the, fa- <laughs> the boy's father says, oi, it could be a goyim leg. Which uh, the writers didn't know that it's goyasha. It would be the proper conjugation, but I guess that's not really <laughs> the worst problem. But it could be a Goyam leg. It could even be an Arab or a woman. As if a Canadian... Wait, what? And then the nurse standing by says, or even worse, an Arab woman. And then the doctor glares at the nurse for being inappropriate. And then they both try to explain to the young man that he'll never heal as well without the bone graft. I mean, I don't even know if this is medically anything like correct in any way, but, and then the boys, and he'll never play basketball again. And the boy says, well, this is God's way of telling me that he doesn't want me to play basketball. So he's the one who heals. So we'll go with that. And there has been much outrage. And now apparently NBC has pulled it from its streaming 
services this episode? I mean, in some so, ways, this one is, is, I would call this slightly different because to me, firstly, this is really sort of the way you're describing it is, is like weird, right? It's like it's so weird. There's, there's so many Look, elements here which just don't make sense. Shows. I could describe yeah. any scene in any bad medical show and it'll make, it'll, it'll seem to me incoherent and silly. That's why I don't but watch this bad is really shows. like, it's drawing from so many different and weird sort of places that Dude, to me this I is I think that's what is most on TV and when you watch a show and it's it's characters from another culture and you go wow is that what they're like no the writers <laughs> of the show don't know what they're talking about oh is that how hospitals work no oh is that how police solve crimes no it's stupid most well, of that's these why, things are just stupid well that's why on one hand I'm less like even less bothered by this but on the other hand, the portrayal of Jews as basically being like totally racist and this sort of thing. One of the comments that you uh, in the article that you sent me before the show, Mike, was talking about the concern now that people who look like this character, the sort of beard and, uh, and side locks and the payout are going to the face, side locks that are ta- clearly taped onto the side of their head. For example, it's, it's almost Purim. So, right. So people that are doing it this looks like costumes. a Purim costume, which says um, something about the production values of this particular Canadian <laughs> NBC show. I mean, the fact that we're laughing about this show goes some way to, to, to tell us to tell the feelings about it. But on the other hand, there's a look, there's a concern. If you present or portray orthodox looking Jews in this way, then orthodox looking Jews are going to suddenly be targets um, for anti-Semitic incidents, incidents and things like that. I well, know. that's what's uh, particularly troubling is that because of alleged, look, contributing to the discomfort of Hasidim in society, aside from the usual racial discomfort with people who look and act differently, you know, you have all these stories of breaking COVID protocols leading to negative feelings. And certainly in New York, you have this rise of actual physical violent assaults on Hasidim in, you know, in different Brooklyn neighborhoods and such. So it's not a joke issue. To me, again, can you imagine them airing a show like this about like... uh, I, I don't even know what racial stereotype to use to, to, to illustrate it without me sounding like a jerk. Do you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine right. an episode <laughs> where, like, you know, oh, it's an Irish patient and you're not going to be able to drink alcohol for six months. What? Not drink me alcohol? You know, like, you would be like, how did that get on television? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? And that's, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Constantini, you're, you're going to have to lay off pasta for... Oh, I can't eat of the spaghetti. Like, wait, it would just be outrageous. And here, it would because be outrageous. Because it's a, because so it's be a what, Jew. Yes, and, and what's interesting in a way is if, the, if it had been a slightly different anti-Semitic um, stereotype, but let's say, oh, Mr. Cohen, if you want this operation for your child, you're going to have to spend $5 million. Oh, right. And Mr. Cohen says, oh, well, $5 million, I'm not spending that on my son's health, right? Right. That's a more they sort wouldn't of have done general... That. Right, but, but somehow, this one's stupid because there is no such halachic thing as you can't have a bone graft from a like. What is that? Right, but I wonder because they're like attacking a minority of a minority. Right. Suddenly, it seems to be more acceptable. Almost, I, I, I don't know if that's and true. And wouldn't, wouldn't a Canadian chassid not want a woman's bone in his son's leg? I don't know. What where would you get that? That's so specific. <laughs> Do Canadian chassidim dislike Arabs in particular? I don't know. Do they? Is that a thing? <laughs> right. It's astonishing. 
But do you think the Mr. Cohen and the $5 million would, would have got through the no. same people no who allowed this on? No way. Because that would have so been... So what I is it about right. this particular? Because it just seems so niche that, that most... Like, I think it's because of what you're saying. Most Jews don't understand Hasidim. And they right. think they're like old school racists and, and just like not part of the modern world. So to make a claim like that, most Jews would be like... And I think most Jews don't feel directly associated with Hasidim. Right. That's also they think true. they're part of another... I don't know. It's but Mr. But, Co- yeah. Mr. Cohen with a big nose and the and and the and the money bags of money walking around a hospital trying to pay off doctors. Do you see? Oh, that that's that's against me. That's an anti-Semitic sort of right. Uh, even if it was a chassid, but if it was playing into the cheap stereotype, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that that would have passed muster. But who who knows at this point? I don't know. And of course, all the Jewish organizations once again rising up and demanding, and of course, it gets pulled. I don't know, and I'm, I, you know, it's beyond the scope of this podcast. If canceling shows or I, 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 pulling them off streaming, I, I don't know what the proper responses are to these things. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'm seeing. I saw on my social media. Well, there has never been a positive portrayal of Orthodox Jews in any popular culture. Look at this movie and that movie. They're all anti-Semitic. All of Hollywood hates Orthodox Jews. I'm like. Whoa, <laughs> dude! <laughs> wow, I mean that's yeah. kind of anti-Semitic. Like, oh, I guess Hollywood is full of Jews who hate Orthodox Jews. Like, what happened there? I don't know. So, I, I it's so I, I can't take the overreaction. I can't take the oversimplification. I think the response to stupid, ignorant overreaction and oversimplification shouldn't be ignorant overreaction. And oversimplification. These, this episode and this joke are ignorant people who just sort of paint everything with a broad brush. I don't want to do that. Right. That being said, I do think there's a weird place for Jews in popular culture that you get to make these mistakes. You get to take these swings about Jews and be dumb. That you'd be much more cautious about, I think, about other cultures. And it's not like Jews are going to take it quietly. I think they're going to overreact, as we've seen. Right. So what makes that okay? I don't know. It's weird. And it, I, I it wonder gives me part of, a sense of disquiet about the role of Jews in diaspora. Right. So I wonder if part of it is just to do with this sort of idea. And we've, we've talked about this before, I think, on the show. But the sort of Jews don't look different, right? So... If I take my, my kippah off, I don't look different. I walk down the street, and you can make a joke oh, about man. me. And, I'll show and, a know. picture to the viewers. You look really... No, I'm just kidding. You don't look weird. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right? But the, the, this sort of idea of, like, if I make a joke about a black person or a, an, or an Asian person or something, they look different, right? They, they, they do. Like, physically, they look different. So, therefore, it's like, oh, well, that, that must be some sort of different kind of category, and I can't offend that different category. But because you look like I do... And it's just something weird thing that you'd like go to synagogue or something, right? That it somehow seems to not be as um, standout. People of color do seem to be uh, 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 elicit a degree of caution that minorities of light skin don't benefit from. Mm-hmm. Italians, Irish, Scots seem to have a lesser degree. That being said, I don't think I don't think you would make these sorts of episodes or jokes about Italians or Irish. 
or Scots or Germans. I don't, I don't think you would. I guess, I guess some of those groups have assimilated to the point that it's l- l- less grist for the mill. But, uh, but even so, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't right. think so. I don't think so. And, and, and you know, if it was a, a character who was, you know, an Irish Canadian who didn't want a non-Irish bone graft, I don't even know how that would be an episode. But <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you're, you're just really, you're punching down at this weird little group that nobody understands. And you're saying, well, here's the thing they might do because they're probably racist. Right. It, I... I don't know. I, I do think I do think that Jews aren't treated the same as other minorities. I think you have this weird. You have the look. You have the MAGA world, which treats Jews as not white and a threat. Jews will not replace us. You have the woke world, which treats Jews as white and therefore getting by on white privilege and therefore not worthy of respect and. They run a state called Israel, which is incredibly evil because they have power. And all power is evil. Therefore, we're anti-Semitic, even though we say we're not. So that's that's just a mess. That's just a mess. And so while I don't fear direct repercussions of these individual things, I take them as further markers to put down into the logbook. Of reasons Jews should be should have a sense of disquiet in the diaspora, and should be vigilant about what's going on around them, and right, have active it, passports. Yeah, also cause, right because it comes down to sort of this lack of understanding, and almost like this lack of willingness to understand, or this lack of desire to understand. Right, and you, you use the expression for punching down. Right, so it's like it's easy to punch down if you don't want to find out more, if you don't want yeah. to, you just want to keep them there, and and that's it. I, I, I agree with you. Um, Really, Sadly. there was nobody in NBC Canada that in Toronto who could contact a local rabbi and ask a question? Right. And that I just comes a, from laziness a, or lack of interest or I, whatever it is. I was a cultural consultant to a Cleveland Playhouse production of uh, My Name is Asher Lev Bechayim Potak. Mm-hmm. And I spent hours and hours with the director and the cast working on issues of clarity and sensitivity and understanding. And some of it was to inform their characters, but some of it was to make the portrayal as deeply honest. I mean, it's, it's you know, for a hundred-person theater, a small theater, and they put time and effort and real energy into getting these things right. So I don't know what production schedules are for Canadian NBC. And I know in Saturday Night Live, I assume it's pretty rushed. But pick up a phone. Like, it's just not that right. hard. So, and I, I think, again, I, I really do think that Jews get a, a particular level of insensitivity and lack of concern. I don't know. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good, but no. it's also not the end of the world. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't make an analogy to, you know, 1939 Germany, but I might make an analogy to like 1925 Germany of just like Jews are occupying a weird place in society now. It doesn't mean right. it's going to become 1939 Germany, but it means it's a weird it's a weird situation in the West for the Jews, and it's a weird situation for them to have to sit through while jokes yeah. like that are made and things like that, and that's an uncomfortable place. But um, yeah, and you may have brushed back the next you know four or five, but it's still there. That the 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 underlying 
lack of you know empathy and understanding is still there and is still animating even if you get the the next few incidents of it off TV and you'll see it again and it may be yeah, like yeah. six months to a year before you see it again but the underlying problems are all still there yeah it's not it's not going anywhere unfortunately nope and we will continue oh, well. to have material to talk about on the podcast <laughs> I mean, I'd rather not. I actually would rather talk about Israeli elections. I just find this also like exhausting. I, I find no, what I find exhausting is the overreaction. I find yeah. the incidents themselves deeply offensive, but whatever. It's just dumb television, and then everyone treating it like it's important exhausts me because there are really right. important things happening. You know, Israel has lost thousands now to COVID. Like there are important, and entertainment isn't important in the same way it's an interesting indicator but it's but it's not it's not of weight agreed yeah all right well here's to better times and here's to uh and 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 what i really wish we could do and and we tend to lose downloads when we do episodes about israeli culture i think our listeners aren't so interested but i think a good response healthy response would be spend some time Watch some Israeli comedy. Watch an Israeli drama. They're more accessible now than ever through different social streaming things. Listen to some Israeli music. And uh, invest into culture that is telling our story and share it with others. I think that's the best, most productive response to when something like this happens. Yeah, I like that idea. That's nice. Thank you. I also like it. Maybe I'll tweet it so that everyone can ignore it there too. No, go Twitter and make a campaign. Uh, watch Blue and White. Not Blue and White meaning <laughs> the political party, but Blue and White. Being, oh, that's uh, a good hashtag. Watch Blue and White. That's nice. There you go. All right. Now let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, I know what will happen. <laughs> I can tell you now. Well, anyway, uh, I all guess right, well, that's all I you, really Michael. want to say about this episode. Now I can share this with students when they bring it up in class instead of getting into a 10-minute class discussion. Uh, I'll probably still have the 10-minute class discussion because they like that. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you so much, Michael. Happy Purim to you and to all our listeners. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.